We're glad you're here this evening, this afternoon. Merry Christmas Eve day. Let's stand up as we begin our time. We're glad you're here. We want you to focus in on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords as we begin our time. Joy to the world.
It's me, the video. It's Christmas Eve. Can you believe it? December just happened. Some of you are sitting here and don't have a care in the world. You're not busy, and this season hasn't been hectic at all. Every gift was easy to find, and every family member has been unusually kind and generous this December. But then, there are the other 99% of you. Some of you just left the house and are trying to remember if you blew the candles out, the ones near the highly flammable Christmas tree that's getting drier by the minute. Uh-oh. Some of you are getting together with extended family members whose expectations are higher than Mount Kilimanjaro. Some of you barely made it to this service and within the last 60 minutes actually thought maybe we should just skip it altogether. So for all of us in here, I just want to remind you of what's really important. All that other stuff is important, but this one thing is way more important than anything else. So just breathe and take it in. She will give birth to a son and you shall call him Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. And the word became flesh and dwelled among us. And they shall call him Emmanuel, which means, which means God with us. Today in the city of David, the Savior has been born to you. He is Christ. He is Christ. He is Christ the Lord. That's what's really important. So wherever you're at, whatever you're in the middle of, and whatever is coming next for you and your family, we invite you to set aside this time to focus on Christ the Lord. Just breathe. And allow yourself to view this world-changing event with awe and with wonder. After all, God is with us, not only in Bethlehem, but right here right now. And aren't you thankful that for that this afternoon that God is here with us? In Luke chapter 2, starting verse 1, we read, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Cyrenius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there was, were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly... There was with the angel multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the angels said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. 
Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Born to you this day a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And in Matthew chapter 1, in verse 21, we read, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear his son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And tonight, aren't you so thankful that he is Emmanuel, God with us? to hear his people do and it was a long time ago in that manger where it all started for us to become the child children of God
we could not pay but God displayed his mercy the greatest gift of love when we could not reach heaven heaven came to us he made a way in a manger a way through the sun Messiah the promise before time had begun for God so loved this world though he knew what love would cost he made a way in a manger to make a way to the cross Bethlehem a stable became a throne of grace as God himself our savior drew sacrifice of heaven lay sleeping in the straw he made a way in a manger a way through the sun messiah the promise before time had begun for god to love this world though he knew singing tonight. It's so good to see you in the Lord's house. If you're happy to be here, say amen. amen. Well, that sounds like a happy crowd to me. This is the time of the year that uh, God opens a lot of people's hearts. It's really amazing to me. I, I'm almost surprised each uh, Christmas when that happens. Uh, just the other week, one of our members walked out of the church and said, Pastor, I just want you to know that I came to a Christmas program here at this church, I, th I think uh, 37 years ago, she said, and uh, I gave my life to Christ. And throughout all those uh, succeeding years, uh, that particular individual uh, has lived for the Lord. And so God does big things at Christmas time. And uh, we've seen that happen now all through the month of December. One of the things that God's doing through our church uh, this December is something that's uh, been going on for a while. We call it our birthday gift to Jesus offering. And uh, here we are right now. You, I know you're surprised. If you were here Sunday, it was, uh, I think it was 28,000. Now we're up to 41,000. And you see our goal up there at the top. The first year we ever tried to do anything like this, we raised $386. And uh, 
we raised it for missions. This is money to give away. We're not keeping this money here in the church. We're sending it out. And uh, we raised $386, and we didn't even know a missionary. And so we soon found one, and we sent that money to a missionary, Harold de Vilbas, in Mexico. And, uh, and so it's grown throughout the years. And uh, in our Sunday school classes, there are little posters, thermometers. A class may have a goal of $100 or something like that, but everybody's pitching in. And uh, we're thanking the Lord already for giving us this victory. We'll see how, how far up that thermometer will go over the next five or six weeks. So if you've given your offering already, we thank you profusely. But if you haven't, just continue to pray about what God will have you do. And let's, let's see this thing go over the top. And I think God will bless it uh, and bless you for, for that. Outside in the foyer of the church, there's a little table right on the left before you go out the doors outside. And on that table are the Bible reading schedules for this year. Uh, Joanne and I use this schedule. We've used it for three or four years now. And it enables you to read the Bible through systematically and you keep a, you keep a record of it and you check it and you keep it in your Bible. And uh, it's a life-changing thing. It really is. And so we encourage you. They're free. Just pick one up uh, and uh, look it over and start reading. And uh, I think you can enjoy that. Let's stand together at this time as our ushers are going to come tonight. We're going to, we are going to receive our offering for this evening. And sometimes people bring their Christmas offering to this Christmas Eve service. And so for that reason, uh, we, we give uh, people an opportunity to give to Christ. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for this time that we can meet together on Christmas Eve and, and just uh, stop our crazy busy life and think about how awesome you really are on this day of we celebrate your birth. We pray now that you will uh, bless each gift and each giver tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. his mother's side here lay the savior inside a manger oh what a glorious night oh what a glorious night i hear the angels singing hallelujah let the earth receive her king i know that love has Hallelujah, let the earth receive her King. 
singing. Hallelujah, let the earth receive her King. I know that love has come. Sing it out, Jesus Christ is born. I heard that Jesus Christ is born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! quiet a star shining in the sky below in Bethlehem the king is sleeping oh what a glorious night oh what a glorious night Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. The tricky clock tick-tocking, each painfully long minute unlocking. The tumbly-jumbly can't close your eyes feeling. What will it be? When will it be? Oh, the anticipation, the watching, the wishing and waiting to let the wiggles and giggles and goosebumps go. To find, to see, to finally know. What will it be? When will it be? Oh, the expectation, the what-ifs, the oh-mys fairly shaking, longing for this night's joy all year, that moment of hope so very near. Oh, but would they, could they, imagine a gift so great, a gift that compelled the whole world to wait? When a heavenly Father gave all mankind his Son, the One, Love defined. The magic of Christmas is more brilliant, you see, than a bag or a box tucked under a tree. The true love of Christmas really began when holy God became holy man. Joseph, it's time. He's here. This afternoon, we want to just take a few moments and continue to pause and just thank God for that great gift of Jesus. Amen? I know that's why you're here today, because it's been a little bit crazy out there, hasn't it? And uh, we want to just stop and pause and thank God for who he is today. Uh, this afternoon, we have with us Priscilla Gonzalez. She grew up in Ecuador. Her parents are watching live online right now. In, in Ecuador, her mom is from Colombia. Her dad is from Argentina, right? So, welcome. Let's welcome Priscilla today. A year ago or so, when we were down there, I said to Priscilla, I said, you know, we we're learning so much about Ecuador. I said, so tell me, what else happens in Ecuador? And I started to ask her about Christmas. And we had this conversation. It really, really touched my heart. And so I thought we'd continue that conversation today. So uh, Priscilla, if you would share with them. I know you're here in the United States now. You're going to the Word of Life Bible Institute. This is your Christmas break, correct? Yes, sir. All right. You don't have to call me sir. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, she's, uh, she is uh, a, a student there. So tell us, what is Christmas like in general in Ecuador? Well, in Ecuador, it's pretty much like here. So everything's around like gifts and Santa. Um, there's some things that are a little different. Um, normally Catholics um, will do like nine days before Christmas. They, they go like to their neighbors and like sing um, Christmas carols and it's kind of like a tradition. And then um, they eat um, at midnight, like Christmas night at midnight. They wait until midnight to eat and it's normally like turkey or pork or something like that. 
Okay, so, so there's a lot of different traditions probably, but some that are very similar. Yeah. And I remember asking you about the gifts, and I said, so are, are the gifts really a big thing for many people in Ecuador? Yeah. The kids make lines at the stores, like, to see Santa, and, like, they write their letters to Santa. And their parents go crazy about getting them what they want. Okay, so it's just like America, right? Yeah. All right. So our Western culture is pervaded everywhere, and and, and our gift giving and, and and finding just that right gift, and so it's a big deal. But the thing that really grabbed me was that not only did you say that everybody gives gifts down there, but when I asked you what does your family do, so tell me what does your family, the Gonzalez family, do on Christmas Day? Well, um, we don't do gifts. It's something I grew up with, and if we do gifts, it's something like really small. And we open them either a day earlier or a day after Christmas. But when I was little, we used to go to downtown. There was a building where around 300 people would gather Christmas night um, and sleep out there because they were either poor or homeless. So we would um, make food and hot cocoa. And we'd go down there, uh, sing Christmas carols. My dad would tell the Christmas story. And we would just, like, share all night with them and give them food and just, like, um, preach. I remember one time there was, like, one guy whose shoes were, like, a mess. <laughs> they were, like, really bad. And my brother has just gotten new shoes, and he, like, took them off and gave them to the guy. And um, my dad looked at him, and he was like, are you sure? Like, those are your new shoes. And he was like, yeah, I don't need them as much as he does. So they always, like, wanted us to learn something more of the meaning of Christmas than just, like, gifts. Okay. And so, so you said uh, the other day you told me one year uh, it was, like, a just the, the little the whistle or something. Tell, tell about that. One time I remember I got a tiny, um, like, plastic whistle. It was like, I got so excited for it. I don't even know why. It's just like a little thing. But it was, like, special for me because we never did gifts or anything. And my brother gave it to me. So it was like, wow, my brother got me a gift. But um, it was, like, important to me. And it's, like, little things that make you happy. It doesn't have to be, like, a big thing. And, uh, you know, when I was in Ecuador, I was, just, I was just so knocked over by that because I thought, here, here I am, I, you know, we're all crazy right now, aren't we? We've been looking for the, the right gift. We've been, we want everything to be perfect. And there is no perfect Christmas. The perfect Christmas was in a stable. It was in a manger where God became man and made his dwelling among us. And so when I, when I hear the story of, of the Gonzales, that they have taken the things of this world that could overrun us, and they have put them in the right priority. Now, you do get a birthday gift on your birthday, right? Yeah. Okay. So I want you to know, Daniel's not a mean person, okay? Uh, they, they're, they're a great family, but they've taught them something different. And there's certainly nothing wrong with our giving gifts and our exchange that we do. But this is what one family has done to make it a priority. And I was asking you, um, you, you said to me the other day that somebody asked you, what do you want for Christmas? And tell them how you responded. Tell that conversation. Well, they asked me what I wanted for Christmas, and I was like, I don't know. Because I just never, since I was little, I was never used to, like, thinking about what I want for Christmas because it's something we never did. So I was like, well, Christmas is not about me. It's about Jesus. Why, why am I supposed to get a gift? It's not my birthday. So I just, I was like, I don't know, like, <laughs> I don't know. So, so isn't that exciting? And so, so, you know, she's here in America, and I'm sure there will be a few gifts coming her way. And uh, she'll, sorry, Daniel, she'll have to deal with it, right? And, uh, but, uh, but, you know, we are just so, I'm so excited about, um, about having our priorities right in our heart because, listen, this time of year has, can knock you over. You can just be so strung out. You know, um, I, I started my Christmas shopping last night. And, and I finished with a few of you out there. It was, you know, I think there was a department store that was open until 2 a.m. And there was another one that was open until 6 p.m. today. And, and I walked into the, into the one. I said, that line's too long. There's nothing here I want to this craziness, you know. But it, it's like, wow, this is, this, is a, this is all out of perspective. Because that just, you know, wanting everything to be perfect, it just can't happen. Because God was the one who was perfect, and he made his dwelling among us so that we could have eternal life. And if I could just go through tomorrow with that and, and not worry if my kids, if I met their expectation for Christmas tomorrow, because 
I have teenagers. You can't meet their expectations. Um, and, and, and my expectations, you know, I, I want them to be like when it was six years old and, and we were still leaving milk and cookies by the fireplace because I got to eat them, you know. And it was like, it was just such a fun time. And you go back and it was like, wow, those were such good memories. And I keep wanting to go back and, and I want to fill my heart with something that is from yesterday. But God is the same today, yesterday, today, and forever. Emmanuel, God with us. Maybe today you've come and you are preparing. You're getting ready to go to your family gathering, and I hope you have a great time, and I hope you have a wonderful time tomorrow. But our prayer tonight is that you will open your heart to Emmanuel, God with us. And when Emmanuel, God with us, when he is with you, you know you're no longer lonely. Sometimes many people get so lonely this time of the year because times have changed for them and it's not what it used to be. God says that you're never alone if you have Christ. And you have that opportunity to to have that that Jesus, Emmanuel, with us. Maybe you're here today and you're, you're facing some hard circumstances in your family. God has come not to change your circumstances but to change you to reside in your heart and into your life, to make his home in your heart, that he could be God Emmanuel with you. And that's what we want you to think about today. Yes, it was a holy night. Yes, it was a a night of glorious celebration, and we ought to be celebrating. That's why we've been Christmas all month long in this church. Because God became flesh and made his dwelling among us. But what he, what, he wants us to do is to respond to him because Jesus came that we might have a full and abundant life. So I'm thankful for people like like uh, Priscilla and Daniel and Anna and her brother and, uh, and, and their family that have, have made Jesus a priority. And I want to encourage you to do the same as we continue tonight. Oh, holy night. And let's, uh, let's just worship our God as we continue. Slave is our brother, 
in his name, all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy, in grateful chorus raise, we let all within us praise his holy Christmas, I think about a verse of scripture in the Bible. Some of you have seen it. It goes like this. 2 Corinthians 9.15 Thank God for his son, a gift too wonderful for words. You know, some of us in this auditorium grew up back in the ancient days when parents would just try to get their kid maybe a gift. And uh, when I travel back there in my mind, I think of my sister and myself who were growing up in Pittsburgh and, and uh, our parents didn't have anything. They worked so hard uh, just to keep bread on the table and Christmas was different then. Uh, a mother would make a daughter a homemade dress and the daughter would be so thrilled or uh, a little boy would get a toy, a truck. And he'd take it out in the neighborhood, and the kid down the street would say, hey, I got one too. And everybody was just so happy. And the thing that really made it precious was, uh, was not the gift, but it was the giver. It was the love behind the gift. That's what makes the difference. And uh, the Bible says there is this perfect gift that God gives, and that is his son, Jesus Christ. It's perfect. Uh, this year, I'm sure that uh, you'll take lots of things back and you'll say, wow, where did that come from? But you know, uh, when you have the Lord Jesus Christ in your life, uh, the Bible says it's a gift too wonderful for words. And I was looking at that in the Bible and I was studying it and, it, and really what it means is the, there are no words that can properly express the greatness of God's gift the Lord Jesus Christ. It's actually higher than our mind can conceive. Even though we know that, that we can't really explain how, how wonderful this gift is, we still try to do it anyway, don't we? The Bible says that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. That's in Ephesians 3.17. And, and uh, that's God's desire for everyone because the scripture said he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Uh, he's the savior for all men. And you know, when you have the Lord Jesus Christ as the perfect gift of heaven, it, 
It's, uh, it's never the gift that, uh, that loses its glitter. It's never a gift that you push back in the corner and say, oh yeah, I got that in 1953. Or I got that two years ago and I don't look at it anymore. The gift of Jesus Christ becomes fresher every year. And you learn to unwrap the gift. And there's always something more exciting when you are in Christ. Because when you are in Christ, he gives you a hunger for the word of God. And as you work... As you read the Word of God, you learn to unwrap the gift further and further. But you know, the gift, uh, the gift of Christ is exactly that. It's a gift that has to be received. You have to want it. And you know, when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, lots of good things happen. Forgiveness of sin. Men and women today carry the burden of sin around, and they try to soothe their conscience during Christmas time by going out and buying a lot of things. But uh, their conscience is tortured because uh, of the sin in their life. But when Christ comes in, he cleanses our conscience and uh, he gives us a new future. Yes, you can have a new future. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any person is in Christ, they are a new creation. God gives you a new start, a new life. He removes that baggage that off, off of your conscience. You can run again. The scripture also says that when we unwrap this gift that he gives us the power to live in this present evil age. That's Galatians 1.4. I know that you're shocked with all the evil around us and it's not going to get better. It, we think it's going to get worse. And the good news is for parents, there's hope for your kids in Christ because he's the one that can give them the power to say no. He's the one that can give them the power to say yes under the right circumstance. This indeed is an unspeakable gift. And it gives us a resource for every day of our life. It really does. The scripture says, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We're needy people and this gift of Christ is just what we need. It's just what we need. The Lord Jesus Christ is everything you need. He said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That means a life worth living now and eternity in heaven. Now that's really good. He purchased that for you on the cross when he died on the cross for your sins. And now we go up and down the land saying, listen, here it is. Receive it. Open your hand and the Lord will give it to you. You know, the value of a gift is in the love of the giver and God really, God really loves you. He loves you more than anything, so much so that he sent his son to die upon the cross for you. Isn't that love? And so uh, this afternoon in this church, God offers you the gift of eternal life. And all you have to do is have a humble heart and open your hands and your heart and say, Lord, into my heart, into my heart, I need a Savior. And you know what will happen? He'll come into your heart. That's his, that's his goal. Let's bow our heads in prayer. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed uh, in our church this afternoon, if you're here and you've never received the gift of eternal life, that is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you've heard about it, but you just never dealt with it, I want to make that offer to you right now. The scripture says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you can call on him and, and he'll come to you and he'll forgive you and he'll give you this gift of forgiveness. And so I'd like to lead you right now in the prayer of salvation. I don't want you to pray it out loud. Just pray it in your heart to God if you want him as your savior. Just say a prayer something like this. Dear Lord, I've broken your law. I've offended you. My sins have separated me from you. And I realize that. Lord, I know that you paid the price for my sin on the cross. And I, I accept your forgiveness and I ask you to forgive me. And I reach out my hand by faith now to receive the gift of eternal life. Send your spirit to live in my heart. Lord, help me as I learn to walk in your steps. And as I become the person that you want me to become. I'm trusting you completely for my soul's salvation. In Jesus' name, and the Lord's people said,
Amen. Let's all stand together as we just sing a few songs a cappella and Silent Night, Holy Night, and let's, uh, let's worship our Lord. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round your virgin mother and child, holy so tender and mild sleep in heavenly peace sleep in heavenly peace silent night holy night at the side glory stream from heaven afar heavenly hosts sing alleluia Christ the Savior is born Christ the Savior is born. Silent night, holy night, wondrous star, lend thy light with the angels. Let us sing. Savior is born. Silent night, holy night, Son of God, love's pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face. With the dawn of redeeming grace, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. We want to close our service tonight because we want you to have yourself a merry little Christmas, and we'd like you to sing with us. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your hearts be
Thank you, Lord. Eh? Uh, Daniel and Ana Gonzalez watching our service in Ecuador. We thank you for loaning, loaning us your daughter uh, to spend a couple of weeks with us. Uh, when you leave here and, you, and you're out and about, our next service at 5 o'clock will be live on the, on the Internet, too, on the computer. So wherever you are, you can, uh, you can share that around. Thanks so much for coming and enjoying this service with you. I've enjoyed your fellowship. God bless you. Turn and shake hands with all your friends. God bless you. You're dismissed. <laughs>